there are no Husker black shirts in Nebraska football this season, but we've got one. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, it's Derek Pearson, DP from 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln, America. And this is Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red, a part of the Locked On Sports Network. And we appreciate you folks uh, for joining us today and making Locked On Huskers your first stop and watch and listen each and every single day. I want to thank the folks from Bet Online for bringing this to us and making sure uh, they give you the best odds, the best props, uh, the best lines. Um, a couple of things to think about as you go through this thing. Again, Ohio State, a 15.5-point favorite over the Nittany Lions. That's one to circle, and you might want to pay some attention to. Do me a favor, if you would, hit the like, hit the subscribe, uh, get the alerts, and follow. Share all of this content. Let your Husker Nation fans and friends know that this is where they can get their Husker content each and every single day. Uh, I, I said it going into this thing. Uh, this year, based on circumstances, no black shirts in the program, except the legacies, the legends. <laughs> we got us a black shirt. T. Farley, Terrell Farley, former Husker, uh, all everything. Appreciate you doing this. How, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. How you doing? It's good. It's good. We To tell your story uh, for Husker fans, whether they're new Husker fans, old Husker fans, or otherwise, your journey was not direct to Lincoln, Nebraska. Let folks know how you ended up as a Husker uh, through your journey. Well, I took a I took a long route. You know, it was it was a long two year process. Um, I actually signed with Arkansas State out of high school, and and I was going to be a prop forty eight. I I had the football knowledge, but I didn't have a grade wise. So uh, I had two coaches come down and visit me from a junior college, which I knew nothing about. And um, they kind of convinced me that my talent was better to serve somewhere else than to just settle for being a prop 48, which I thought at the time that's I was going to have to miss a, a whole year of football. So I kind of decided and um, uh, I eventually signed with um, Independence and Independent Kansas, which was a good, a great two year run for me. Um, we did some things that they never did in 20 years. We went to the playoffs. Um, it was a, a town of a thousand, less than a thousand people. So it was, it was very small and, and I had to adjust real quick to it. So, you know, to make a long story short, it ended up being a great two years and a great learning process for me. And just, you know, just a great opportunity to get far away from home and try to be something that I, that I always wanted to be. And that was a football player. So, I took that route and I ended up making All American. And uh, my first, my second year there, I was a first team All American and like the number five, top 10 Juco player in the nation. So the recruiting picked up a lot. And so, you know, after all that was said and done, I chose Nebraska. Why Nebraska? What was the recruiting process there? Um, I chose Nebraska because, you know, not. Not because they just had won the national title, it because I wanted to put my talent on display with the big boys, you know. So I wanted to to see what it was like to see if I can crack this lineup or even play at this university. So 
it was it was it was a great opportunity. I came in like fifth on the depth chart, and you know, Coach Osborne always told me that, hey, we're gonna give you a fair chance to play, and 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 that's the thing I like about Coach Osborne is that he's honest. So honesty goes a long way with with coaching, and 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 after a couple of games, I started, and and that mindset I had then that I could trust this guy forever because he was he was honest to me, and so. You know, I chose Nebraska out of all the schools I could have went to, and I, I I actually committed over the phone, and I took my visit after they beat Miami in the Orange Bowl. So, you know, the recruiting process was kind of easy for me, though. When when you say that that you wanted it to be on big time display, right? Uh, some would call it undersized. I I and I, when I watched you play, I always thought you and Wilbur Marshall were kind of twin brothers from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all both got it, got after it. When did you know that you were national championship good enough at the University of Nebraska? Uh, I kind of figured that I was I was a great player in a playoff game in junior college when I when I kind of took over the whole game. You know, I picked up. A, I uh, sacked the quarterback, and he fumbled. I picked it up and ran it back, and then I scored again uh, a couple of quarters, about two quarters later. So that kind of that kind of thrust me out in the in the spotlight. But you know, I always I always knew I had it. It's just it's just I was a, I guess I was a late bloomer. You know, I, I was I was fast when I was little, then I lost it, <laughs> and then it came back. So I, I I thought I was a late bloomer, but. I was always undersized for the position I played, but I, but when I got here, that's when Coach McBride made me a real linebacker. Do Do you remember your first conversations with Coach Osborne and Coach McBride? Uh, well, I remember mine with Coach Osborne. I was in the dorm; it was over the phone, and I kind of hung up in his face because <laughs> we used to play tricks like that on the phone, you know, because we had pay phones and. And we can go to another payphone in another dorm and say, hey, this is Coach such and such from K-State. And so, you know, one day they say, hey, man, Coach Osborne on the phone. And I was like, yeah, 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 hung up. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't even say hello. So, you know, but then he called back and then he wrote back in. I said, hello, y'all, this is um, Tom Osborne. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, Coach. You know, I, I, and I kind of explained to him the situation, how we play games like that in junior college. And and, and he offered me a scholarship off the rip. And um, I was excited. You know, because that was probably my – you know, I, I had to sit down with my junior college coach, and he asked me where did I want to go, and I said, it doesn't matter. He said, if you had to pick anywhere, I said, I just want to go to a good school. And he said, well, I got over 80 scholarships for you. And and, and Texas A&M was kind of piquing my interest at first because, you know, just the, the name brand they had of the 12th man back then. But I, but I got accustomed to watching Nebraska play because that's the only thing they played on TV in the, in the, in the Midwest. So, and then after them beating Miami, they kind of solidified it for me, you know, that, that, but I wanted to play with the big boys. So I wanted to see what my talent was like playing with other people on my talent level. Who were you most excited to play with when you got to Lincoln? Uh, you know, I, I, the guys that I watched during the Orange Bowl was, was, was like Ed Stewart. I knew I wasn't going to get a chance to play with him or Dante because they were seniors. But once I first got here and and, and I first met people like Jay Foreman, and, and, you know, it was kind of amazed me because Jay was like a, a red shirt freshman and he was starting. And, you know, and, and you seen the little swagger he had. And so it, it, and 
and, and other players like Mike Minner and Tyrone Williams and 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 the Christian Peters. You know, once I once I started playing with those guys, I said, man, this is a this is a special defense. And you know, it was a, it was a special team. Period. That might be one of the greatest of all time. We'll put a pin there and go to break. Uh, I want to thank the folks again from Bet Online uh, for what they do. Again, they set the props, they set the odds, they set the lines for you. Northwestern and Iowa, Iowa plus eleven is what one of the bets that they have on the odds that they have online. Think about that one until we come back to Locked On. Welcome back to Locked On Huskers, and we appreciate the folks from Locked On Network, Locked On Sports Network, for giving us this opportunity to share this content with folks all over the country. I mean, this stuff is available. You can you can listen to this on Amazon. You can listen to it on all whatever whatever podcast uh, space you're in. It is available for you, uh, and we greatly appreciate it as well. Um, I I think it's interesting, and uh, and again, I want you guys to take a second and and ponder what Terrell's about to tell you. But you played on what could be defined as the best defensive unit to ever exist. Let's go through and tell folks what made that defense so special. Um, because we was a, I, I could call us barbarians or something, <laughs> or something like cavemen. We 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 got out there. We we was nasty with it. We was we was vocal. We was um, we was intimidating. You know, we we had. Uh, that defensive line was like a, a monster show. You know, it, it was like the Hulk and 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 Hulk Hogan and, and <laughs> the Road Warriors mixed together. So you had, a, I had an opportunity to play with what I think was kind of probably the best defensive line I ever would have a chance. I ever had a chance to play with because they keep guys out after you and they and keep guys off me. And and plus they they get out there and and they're mean nasty guys and and I back seven. We was more of like, you know, like we was fast and we was blitzers and, and cover guys. So, you know, playing with that defense was great. You know, I I don't think that you could put another 11 better together than the 11 we had. Let's talk about the, the, the four and the group of four, the depth chart on that defensive line who allowed you linebackers to just roam, be predators, stalk people. Who were those folks up front that made it easy for you? Oh, Garrett, uh, what, no, I was going to say Garrett, but um, Jared Tumich, uh Grant Wistrom, Jason Peters, uh, uh, Kristen Peters, uh, Jeff Ogard, Scott Salzman, Mike Rutgers, you know, Jason Wilkes, you know, they, and these was young guys that was, that was getting playing time. And it was, it, and, and like I said, those guys keep people off you. They, they make it easier for the linebackers to make tackles and they easy, they make it easier when they do their stunts. They take people with them, and they open, and it creates holes, and open up for us to blitz well, and and you know, and and they was warriors. You know, I never seen a bunch of guys just get after it every day at practice like that. And the best part was probably just under the huddle with them, just in the in in the pile when you hear other teams players screaming and stuff, and, and you know they're doing something. So I I, I turn I turn my eye and I just turn my head and, and keep going. But it's funny to. To hear that stuff and to see it now, because you know they play with so emotion, so much emotion that it it, it made us play great too. Talk about the guys who played de- next to you at that linebacker position, because there were some dogs. Yeah, they that was a that was a great group of linebackers. I learned a lot from those guys. Um, 
especially the two middle linebackers we had. We had two rotating middle linebackers, and uh, Phil Ellis and Doug Coleman, and they was the two seniors, and and they helped me at first to line up and the, and and, and the, get to get the play calling right, and they they was teaching me as as we went along, and and having that having them two guys to to help me and knowing that I'm young, and plus even even the guy that I, I played with at the same position, Ryan Twilliger, he helped me also. You know, it was no hard feelings between us two. We we had each other back, and I was here to learn from him, and he was here to learn from me. And then on the outside, we had Jay and Jay Foreman and Jamel Williams, which is probably another one-two combo. So we was we was actually too deep tight on our linebacker crew, and it was it was a great me. It was a great group of linebackers to play with. You know that's unfair, right? That just from the defensive linemen and linebackers you just mentioned, th- that group starts everywhere in the country that year. Like any of the, any of the the seven start, but behind you, you had what we called vultures. You had guys that look for some. They look for a stray lamb. They look for somebody got left out on their own, and they just punished. That was a solid group that played behind you. Yeah, and and the big thing and the best thing about it was those guys was bigger than the linebackers, you know, the, and and you know, and they was bigger than me because I was only two hundred five. But you know, the, the good thing about that is we had two big physical cornerbacks and Tyrone Williams, which is probably like a 10, 12, 13 year vet in the NFL, who won a Super Bowl his first year with Green Bay, and then Michael Booker, who I say that um, he stole the MVP trophy from me in the Fiesta Bowl. But um, having those two guys and and mixed with Eric Stokes, a, guy, a local guy from Lincoln, he was a he was a rotating veteran of the group. He would rotate the safety and corner. But then we had the, the two heavy hitters was um, Mike Minner and Tony Veland. And and the thing I told Tony Veland that every time I see him, like man, you 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 knocked me out of the game before. So he kind of he kind of hit me against Colorado, and I had to come out of the game because. I thought a running back hit me hard before, but no, that was Tony that hit me. So, you know, I, I always make fun of him about that. And then Mike Minow was kind of like my partner in crime because the strong safety was always on my side of the ball. So, you know, he would give me a call and stuff, and I say, and I pat my butt to let him know I hear him. And, and you know, that tells me where well, I can go inside or outside more or flush it to the outside more. But, you know, the one thing about we was a smart defense. You know, we played a lot of a lot of defenses that we we zone blitz we played bubble defenses we played fast defense we played run to the ball defense so it was just well coached i i think when i hear you talk about that group um all of them were extraordinary athletes like they happen to be amazing football players but these were exceptional athletes you made a a career of 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 scoring defensively like I don't think that there's anybody – there can't be many people who had your defensive scoring numbers, right? Like, your numbers were off the charts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still got a little little record. I got, like, the fastest score in team history for defense. So, you know, it was it, – it, it's all about, you know, I, 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 I don't dream it, but I always say in my head that, okay, I'm going to make a big play. So you know when I and, and when the opportunity comes, if I can if I can catch you slipping, then I know I got you. So, but you know most of the time, like sometimes, you know the ball just has a lucky bounce, and and I, and I had a couple of that bounce my way, and I had one that bounced in front of Jay Foreman, and 
and he thought he was going to score one time, and it and it bounced back my way, and I was like, oh my god, just look at that, and um, to this day he still talks about that and how lucky I am, but it, I I just I just find myself always in the right position at the right time. I I think before we go to break, I'll ask you this question: Could you have played running back at this level? Uh, I I actually was a quarterback until I was about. 14 years old, I, I played quarterback through Pop Warner and Junior High. And, and then I, I think that and, – and plus, when I was little, I played quarterback and I played nose guard. So I always was been a, been a tough, tough person. I could take a hit and I can also give one, but I'm more of a, a giver now. I don't I, I don't think I would have liked to be a running back in college. No, you, you, you did too much damage to folks. There's a paint list waiting for you. We'll go to break with the black shirt, Terrell Farley. Uh, again, thank the folks from Bet Online. Uh, the number here's a number for you Nebraska goes into this game as a seven point underdog, seven point underdog, and the over under is 51. So do what you will with that, circle it, ponder it. Uh, when we come back, I'll ask Terrell about this year's Husker team, the linebacker position, and head coach Mickey Jones. Welcome back. Final segment of Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red on the Locked On Sports Network. We appreciate you folks. Again, the folks who bet online for what they do for us to make sure that we get this stuff out. Uh, like, subscribe, share. Like, get the content so that, you know, you don't have to look for it. You don't have to worry about it. We're bringing this to you every day. Uh, not everybody's bringing you, you know, Priscilla Joseph, Jay Foreman, Terrell Farley, Rashad <laughs> Jackson. They're not doing this for you. So share the content and get into it. Farley, a lot of the conversation is the head coach position. What about Mickey Joseph makes him a viable candidate for the head coaching job? Um, personality. He's honest. He tells you straightforward. Um, he cares about these kids. He cares about the university, first of all, because he would never would have came back here. And if I don't think that he would have came back here that he wasn't be in this great position he's in right now. I know I met Mickey probably eight years ago, and and he's always been that genuine, that that personality, that smile. I think the smile is that will get you. So, you know, it's the smile, and, and he gave it to his son too. So, you know, but Mickey Mickey wants to win, and he wants to be, and he wants to for these kids to win, and and and. And what I what I, I I do like about him is he's honest like Coach Osborne and, and he cares about the kids. And that and that what stands out more than anything for, for me that he cares about these kids and for for him to get this opportunity, I think it'll it'll be great for the university. You know, the, the, I mean I don't think people realize how much that, that we we need Mickey. You know, <laughs> you can always say the the big name coaches you want to bring, but I think Mickey will Will, will bring a lot to this university and, and, and get people here that that we need to get in position to win and, and, and develop these players and, and and hold them and hold them accountable for their their actions and, and, and their time to get in the weight room, their time to make themselves better. But he, he's all around coach. You know, I don't care about him not having the experience of an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator because the main thing you have to do is get these kids ready to play. And I think that if we get him a good supporting cast around him, that this is a win-win a, a situation. Through all the traits and characteristics that a head coach at the University of Nebraska should have, 
in your mind, let's say you're walking back in the building, what do you want to see from your head coach? Uh, I want to see a guy like Mickey, who's who's a recruiting machine, who who knows, first of all, who knows how to win. You know, who, he's not going to just get this head coach job and never coach receivers again. He's going to work with the receivers because that's his main that's his main goal is to get the best on the field. And and what I want to see is, you know, people just give him a chance. You know, don't write him off because he never, you know, his expectations ain't like, you know, what y'all expected to be because he's never been an offensive coordinator or anything. But, you know, the main thing I want, I want to see somebody like Mickey in there and I want to see him get the right people in there that that, that, that can make him great and, and take us back to that promised land that we all miss. But that's the main thing, just being around a great coach who cares about the kids because at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. Through this Saturday, they face Chase Brown in Illinois. You're a linebacker. If you get a day where you know that you got a downhill runner, he likes the one-on-one work, what's the linebacker mindset uh, for success for the Huskers this weekend? This is your type of game you want. I mean, this is ain't they're not going to sit here and fool you with every – um, offensive scheme they got, they're going to line up man-to-man and they're going to try to play um, Big Ten football. So this is a perfect opportunity for the linebacker to get get his tackle, get his get, uh, get a good hit on the running back. I mean, what you want to do is you want to stack the line and, 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 and get five guys over the line of scrimmage, you know, and get that right defense so that linebacker can be free so you can have that one-on-one adventure with that that running back every play you know sometimes you know who's to say he might win one you might win one so you know it's going to be a long grueling day for this defense this this weekend so i expect them to step up to the challenge i know bill bush will get them ready i know barrett rudd will have them ready i know we're 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 missing one linebacker but you 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 still got three three four more so it's the next guy up and and this should be an exciting game for the, the run defense, you know, to try to prove that you can stop these guys. 2.30 at the Mecca at Memorial Stadium, a chance for Nebraska, if they can find a way to win, they sit on top of the Big Ten West. All things within your hand. Blackshirt, Terrell Farley, thank you, kind sir, for all that you always do. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for sharing this stuff with these folks. Good stuff all around. You've been listening to Locked On Huskers, uh, Locked On Go Big Red, on the Locked On Sports Network. We will talk to you tomorrow. Farley, those three words we love so much. Go, Go Big Red. Big Red. Yeah. Throw the balls. Throw the balls. <laughs>